Hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. Welcome back to another week. My name's Eric. Marcus. Wolf. <laughs> and? Oh, Caitlin. Wolf Sorry. and Caitlin are joining us this week again. So uh, we've talked about these guys a lot in the past in the show, and they were guests on... I can't remember the fucking episode number, but uh, the one called Do I You Believe... 11. 11. Good memory. Um, called it's, Do Do You Believe... Do You uh, Believe in Magic? Yeah, I do. Well, uh, you guys just uh, talk nostalgically about your uh, holiday. <laughs> yeah, it was a very self-indulgent episode. But um, this is a very self-indulgent podcast in general. So uh, how's everybody doing? Good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We're from Caitlin. Uh, where are you calling in from? Uh, uh, we're calling in from Regina, Saskatchewan. Also, Ooh. my parents. <laughs> very cool. So uh, first, first uh, uh, guests, uh, not only from, but actually in Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, well, really I'm feeling a little nostalgic tonight. Um, why don't you uh, you paint us a picture of the Great Prairies that you're in right now? Um, I'll let Caitlin do it. She's better at describing it. Oh, okay. Well, right now it's spring, so most of the grass is brown, mm-hmm. and it's starting to turn green. <laughs> and the trees are starting to get their leaves. Um, oh, and there's a really pretty sunset tonight where the sky was like cotton candy looking. Um, and uh, I think it was like 20 something degrees. Oh, today. yeah, it's 26 degrees outside. What? Yeah, it's tanning weather. The hottest day yeah, in Saskatchewan history. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got the trampoline out. Uh, I guess yeah. we'll have to get the pool out. <laughs> that's, that's wow. Nice. wow. Definitely on my bucket list. Uh, Regina, really, really looking forward to getting at what, there. At I what can. spot on your bucket list? <laughs> that doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Uh, so, in case you, in case you can't tell from the audio listeners, um, Mikey and I are not in Saskatchewan with our lovely guests. Uh, we are in our respective apartments in the city we all know and love, Vancouver, BC, um, doing another distant episode. We have managed to pull our shit together for a record-breaking two weeks in a row to do distant episodes. Um, Got these two in, as we mentioned last week. We're going to be uh, featuring some guests we've had on the show before, a couple new ones, um, and we'll get to it in a little bit, but, um, you know, all with very specific reasons why we're having them on the show Again, um, and it's mainly because of uh, the COVID situation and displacing people's living abroad situations in all kinds of different and fucked up ways. But um, yeah. before we get into uh, before we get into that, um, just kind of in the in the present, how's everybody um, how's everybody uh, coping with COVID this week? That could be a segment. Hey, coping with COVID. <laughs> Yeah. You want to go? I'm I'm doing great. I Mm -hmm. actually don't mind it. You love this. I'm getting a lot of time to focus on myself. 
Nice. Um, I exercise almost every day, which is good. Uh, been learning French and watching movies and overall having a pretty solid time. Going for walks. Going for walks. Personally, I'm, I'm having a good time. What about Caitlin? Um, I usually have a mental breakdown once a week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's okay um and i'm killing mario kart i'm making all my high scores higher on it and unlocking new cars and very nice characters on well, the wii version what speed setting are you playing uh, on the best version. 150 cc or well i just finished upgrading all my 50 cc's to start and i unlocked baby daisy and a car that looks like a fish very sick. So now I'm working on that one. Yeah. What's your and, What's your favorite course? Um, I actually like Rainbow Road on this one. I kill it. Yeah, I'm a big Rainbow Road fan as well. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. Rainbow Road, such a hit or miss one for me, where I feel like sometimes I just get into cruise mode and I'm just lapping mofos, and then sometimes I just can't stay on that fucking track to stay my save my life. Yeah, you're fast so. off. Oh, man. Um, oh, and I also found the perfect chewy chocolate chip cookie recipe. There we go. By Martha Stewart. By Martha Stewart. Friday. Damn. Mm. Friends oh, with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of correctional officers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to add myself. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of, a little bit of nothing. Um, getting outside. Yeah. A lot, spending a lot of time outside. Yeah, how's your running. disc golf stroke going? Started running. Oh, I pulled a muscle. Did I tell you that last week? Yeah. No, that's why I went, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I've been out of action a little bit. Been uh, out of action, damn. That muscle muscle I pulled. Damn, just recovering um, from the injury. Yeah, it's in full recovery mode. Um doing a lot of ice baths and uh all that kind of treatment just getting okay. back up on track. Yeah. Joined the pro tour when all this is. I was gonna say, I'll tell um, you what, man, the team misses you. Well, it's not a team. Big hit to the season. <laughs> Major loss. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm like a. It's, it's a bit of a roller coaster these days. I gotta say, I, I probably have a mental breakdown as well, Caitlin, once a week, and then I have have great days. I think that's just the norm now and I think everybody goes through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess I miss work and uh, doing something kind of constructive with, with my life, I suppose. I think I'm one of those people that need uh, need structure and, and routine or else I just feel a little lost. Yeah. Makes sense. Totally. Eric, what about you? Oh, Man, um, you know, I've just been working a lot, uh, busier than ever with my new job and everything. But um, outside of that, like, I've been trying to exercise as much as I can, too. Um, been keeping a pretty good pace with riding, like, 20K a day on my bike. Um, getting some better times. I kind of do the same route every day now. Um I know Are you like doing it on the streets of Vancouver or the bike lane? Um, bits of both here and there. Uh, it's pretty much all dedicated bike lanes. 
Um, I know we like talking about tourism on this show, so uh, we, I actually hit some uh, popular Vancouver sites. I um, ride from, you know, my my home, the Mount Pleasant Studio, and I ride to Granville Island, and then um, I hit the Stanley or not the Stanley Park, but I hit the seawall from there. Uh, both of which I think appeared on the Mount Rushmore of Vancouver tourist attractions, the seawall and Granville Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, go to Granville Island. Is, but... Go to the seawall around yeah. False Creek. What's up? No, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say yeah, I can go too, too far past Granville Island. It's really annoying because they haven't paved it. And yeah, so if you're on a road bike. Yeah, going on gravel. Yeah, you like, get. I don't, I don't really understand. You get into Kits and Vanier Park. That's no good. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I. I turn around at Granville Island basically and get on the seawall and go around False Creek and then over the Burrard Street Bridge and into Kitsilano and then I'll ride up and down some hills for some exercise and then I'll uh, mosey on home down 7th. Nice. Yeah, Excellent. it's good. Yeah, I, ran, I ran through uh, Pacific Spirit Park the, Ooh. the other, the other day, you... which also featured on one of our episodes. Didn't see any dead bodies. No? Um, you didn't trip on one? I tell you what, I didn't trip on anything. I stood in at what I first thought was dog shit. Um, mm. After further investigation, it was in fact horse shit. Um, oh. <laughs> that was not fun because I was running. And when I run, I have a bad habit of like my legs, my, my shoes break on the inside of my opposite leg. Oh. Um, <laughs> so for about the first ten minutes, I was scraping horse shit from one shoe onto the onto my calf. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, Wait, it was calf shit. Good one, Eric. Taste tested it. Yep, knew it came from a from a horse. It was probably about three hours old, I'd say. Um, so that was. I mean, when that's the worst thing that happens to you in your entire week, you have, you've got a pretty cool, you know, you're, things, are, things aren't too bad. No, you know? they're not bad. Um, After further I mean, investigation, exciting. that's Thank, so funny. Thank things up, you know. It was, yeah. It was, it was, it was, yeah, as I said, yeah. It was cool. Um, nice. Well, um, yeah. Eric I mean, sounds like... No, it just sounds like we're all coping pretty well. I mean, I you know, it's been six weeks six weeks of this shit now, so uh no pun intended, but I, we're I, I I gotta yeah, I gotta admit, I don't really understand too much why we're still in like heavy I don't know. Oh Mikey, I saw you at one of those protests. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying we should just go out and go back go back to normal, but well, I, I, I currently has a plan to open, start opening on May 4th. Yeah. Start on Wednesday. Phase one. Phase one. I mean, I think we got to do it. Like, the economy's just not, you know, the longer <laughs> we do that, the longer it's going to take the economy to bounce back. I mean, 25 new cases and two deaths today, though, in BC. Yeah, but, but, but like, the whole reason for us self-isolating is to not put strain on the healthcare system, right? So once they relax all these laws, there's still going to be people walking around with asymptomatic 
being asymptomatic and we're going to get a second wave in the fall and the next winter. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much a given. Places, then there's other places who haven't been as strict who are building up like a herd immunity and, you know, yeah, there's been more deaths, but they might not get that second wave. So it's, you know, a bit of, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> somewhere in between is probably what you want. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I feel like things are going to go... I've been saying it since the beginning that things are probably, we're going to start seeing shades of normalcy by mid-May. Shades. Mm. Um, that might be like 33% normal. But, uh, very specific. yeah, like a, like a third of the way, you know? Yeah. I think yeah, that I we think, might I, I see think, like... I, you know, a few more stores starting to reopen, but maybe with like a five person limit. Um, I think that public gatherings are going to be a long way off still. Um, you know, national parks, I think they're going to open those up. Those will probably be the first things to, to, to go to open. Um, our provincial parks are opening up, um, sometime in May, I think. Yeah. And they have to be at, half capacity so like every other site will be open and then they're opening up the bathrooms but not the showers and only one family is allowed in the bathrooms at a time yeah Mm. well i don't think our provincial parks get even closed down no i don't think they did have you heard about the uh the the two family um policy thing that they're trying to introduce i think i saw in new brunswick that, that if if you've been socially isolating like with your family that you can kind of oh, choose yeah. another family to kind of break isolation with and yeah. start like I think we'll like to do seeing that normally actually. obviously with all the precautions and stipulations that you'd take but uh i think yeah. i mean that's a good way to kind of ease back into it um you know get to know another family and all that. You said one, one family at a time in the bathroom, maybe two families can start going into the bathroom together. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what's going to happen when the showers open back up. But, um, anyways, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, you know what I've been thinking about a lot lately Caitlin and Wolf, um, I'm going to ask you guys last because I guess this will transition into what we're going to be talking about today. But um, just pre-COVID, what we were up to, um, Mikey, I I don't know. I've been thinking about kind of the expression getting it out of your system uh, (laughs) comes to mind when I think of everything that was happening in my life just before this. What were you up to? I mean, I guess we were doing the show regularly, so people have some idea, but. What was I up to? Yeah. Yeah, what were you up to? Um, it, like, in what, what regard? I don't, I, don't, I don't understand the question. I mean, the kind of things that, like, you were kind of taking it for granted, not knowing that oh. within a few weeks' time. What's everything, you know? I think you take you take everything for granted, don't you? And it's and you don't realize until it's all taken away. Yeah. Um, 
Well, for me, work was starting to get busy as we were coming into spring. And so I was, obviously, spring and summer is the, the busy work season in my industry, all yours, old industry. So I was, uh, I was ramping up for that, I suppose. Um, but I didn't really have, I, I, I don't know, there wasn't, uh, I don't know, I'm not too sure. I wasn't, um, I wasn't doing anything really. You're making me sound super boring. I was just living my life, I guess. Just getting ready for crazy. I mean, I didn't want to bring that yeah. truth out, but. Well, why? What were, you, what were you doing, Eric? Well, I had, I, I mean, not that I was bringing it up. I think I talked about this on the show earlier. My February was fucking crazy with just random social commitments that came up kind of out of nowhere. And I'd bought a whole bunch of concert tickets. And I think mm-hmm. I went to like four gigs in a week at one point, just the way things lined up and going to, um, to bars. I mean, I think one of the last nights out I had before, um, all the COVID shit popped off, you and I were sitting on a patio, um, on main street and drink, uh, drank a couple pitchers and like just even stuff like that is, is the kind of stuff that I'm just like, damn, that was, that was only seven weeks ago, but that might as well have been last year. Yeah. Yeah. So much is obviously the world has changed as we said. I think that I think if anybody said, uh, like, okay, this is all over right now. What's the first thing you would do? I think I'll just ring all my mates, be at this pub at seven o'clock. Let's fucking, let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just going to a bar and having a having a social social drink and catching up with everybody. Hell yeah! In the fear of sounding like an alcoholic, but I think that social aspect. Yeah. Um, let's get to our guest. Do you think? I was Eric? gonna say yeah. Um, well, and this is why I'm like, well, Wolf and Caitlin, uh, where were you guys eight weeks ago? Um, seven, eight weeks ago, before oh. all this COVID stuff uh, happened. What were you? What were you guys up to? That was, a, that was a long run up. That was a long run up. Oh, come on. Yeah. Well, we were... We were on Kangaroo Island yeah. in South Australia, Australia, because South Australia is a state, which I learned. Okay. <laughs> good, good geography. Uh, did, did, Whoa, what the so fuck? You guys were in Australia? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we so we were, we were on Kangaroo Island. We were volunteering for Blaze Aid, which is uh, an organization that helps farmers uh, rebuild after natural disasters like fires and tornadoes and floods. Yeah. And we were working on a, like rebuilding after a fire. Yeah, so that's what we were doing at that point in time. And wow. Yeah. Right before we left, yeah. we had a very social beer and i that's like probably the last time we went out and i just like keep thinking about that and i miss it yeah and we I, had no idea that that was going to be like last so, time that we could really like do, 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 you know yeah yeah so and you I guys i was really hung over the next day you guys were traveling around australia 
Yeah. And I just looked at the date on uh, the podcast you two did. It was August 30th, 2019. Um, so wow. it would have been just... That, feels, that literally feels like two years ago. Just yeah. before you guys left. Like within yeah. a, a couple days. Uh, I think at that point we left to go to, to Regina. Regina. I think it's... And then we like, spent like 10 days or something like that yeah. before we left. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. That's right. But, um, so yeah, it really kind of has came full circle much sooner than you guys anticipated though. Yeah. So I kind of I definitely did not expect that it would end on this note. And no. So probably without really ever touching any of the things that we wanted to do. I think I jinxed us though. Cause right before we left, I was like, we haven't had a pandemic in a while. Yeah. She literally did say that. <laughs> Yikes. But you, but you, well, pandemic. you yeah, guys talking to me about it. I'm like, uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys <laughs> had an incredible amount of bad luck that we'll get into. But I mean, yeah. first, like you went through this, the fires, in Australia that was record breaking and then we're having yeah. this what they're saying like is a once in a lifetime pandemic as well and obviously both affected your time in Australia yeah. Australia yeah. was just first for us yeah it was definitely like a whirlwind of things happening right after the other and then kind of just like weathering the storm and then getting a little glimpse of what could be and then having it be shut down almost just as fast uh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, just 2020 alone was rough, but you guys didn't have um have the best start of the trip either. Yeah. No. So, we yeah. we meant to touch base with you guys um while you were gone. It never really worked yeah. out. Um, but uh I I mean, it it it's 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 a, it was a big stroke of bad luck, but it's it's kind of one of the most incredible travel stories I've heard. I don't yeah. mean incredible in the positive connotation. It's just like it's hilarious is all it is, I think now. Yeah, after it after it. After it was not funny while it was happening. Yeah. So what happened? What was, what was the plan and then what happened? Okay, so we'll start with... Well, when we first left Regina... Okay, can I tell this one? Yeah, because okay, okay. it happened to you. Because it happened to me, right? So we go to the airport, uh, YQR, which is the Regina airport. It's not very big, right? It's literally just like a building and you walk in and the next security is there, right? Like tickets and then you go up the escalator and then you start going through... Um, security clearance. It's, it has like it's, it's super four small, gates. right? So I go in, and then everything's normal. Um, while doing the security clearance thing, like random, I get randomly selected, right? Out of all the people in the airport, not that there's a lot, but like there's like ten. People. Yeah, like if you can imagine yeah. what the airport is like, I get randomly selected, right? Does this happen a lot, or is this the first time you've been randomly selected? This is the first time I've been randomly selected. Do you think it was uh, racial in any way? I don't think so. I think it was a matter of just I happened to be that person because the person who randomly selected me was clearly of like Indian descent or like, you know, from that area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's annoying. I go through 
Uh, and then there's like an issue with our bags because obviously we're moving our entire life for what was supposed to be like two to two and a half years. We checked in a couple bags and we brought in what, our usual bags that we carry on, right? Never had to check those, check those bags in. For some reason, they're just there was just this issue with me or something. Like, no, it, they was asked, this, it was this one guy because he'd been stalking us. Yeah, the entire the beginning. Yeah, he works for like one of the airlines. Um, but they asked me to put my bag into the sizing thing to be like, oh, it's too it fits or it's too big, right? So I try to do it. As I try to push in the bag, my thumb dislocates, right? <laughs> so my thumb dislocated. I it, it kind of slowed down. I wiped it out of the socket, and when I was like, "Oh crap, my my thumb is out," it popped back in, right? And then I'm like, "Fine, it doesn't fit. I'll pay for the bag, right?" Um, but we only had cash because we transferred our money, right? Yeah, we transferred it to Australia. Yeah, right. So all of it. Uh, like most of most we left of enough it. to keep our accounts open, but we weren't prepared to like deal with that at that point, right? So I had cash. I'm like, okay, I'll pay cash. They're like, well, we can't pay cash. I'm like, well, we don't have to transfer the money. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? You're traveling across the world with no money. I'm like, I didn't say that. I just said, I'm trying to explain it to them what's happening. And they just don't get the concept of picking up your whole life and moving, right? Eventually, they just left us on the plane without having to pay for the bag, but like, we're going to flag your accounts, and if you cause any trouble, we're going to cancel all your flights and this and that, right? I'm like, okay, whatever. Given that they don't care that I just dislocated my thumb, right? Um, so, um, pretty much we do the flight cycle and then get to Australia. Nothing really significant happens from that point up until we get to Australia. Yeah. And then, do you want to continue the story? Or? Sure. Okay. Eric, you look like you had a question, though. <laughs> So I'm just, just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just perplexed by this whole, your thumb was okay. You managed to pop it back in. Uh, it popped itself back in, but I don't think the mobility has ever been the same. Or the strength. Uh, my God. I, th- I think I brought it up on the podcast, but I heard my thumb snowboarding probably, it would have been over two months ago now. And I'm pretty sure it's dislocated and it popped out super easy now. And it's like agonizing pain. And I don't think when I popped it back in the first time, I don't think I, I put it back in properly. Yeah. And so I was, you know, like speaking of luggage, I, I had someone's bag that I was loading and you know, the handle that you pull up and you can push down. I was yeah. pushing someone's handle down just with my thumb and even that pressure popped it out. And it's like, I kind of dry heat because it's so painful. Yeah. I, so it sounds like you're the same because my mobility, I can only bend at that far now. Whereas uh, I'm not sure how much. Like I think it has a good amount, but I don't feel like the strength is what it was. Like I can't grip things as well as I used to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. And we were just showing our thumbs because we're video calling, but I realized no one from the podcast. Good thing we can't do that. any rock climbing right now. So why do you think? Why do you think you got? Flagged in the first place. You ha- did you ha- do um, anything suspicious? Did you have bags of flour in your bag or something? <laughs> I think uh, it's because when we arrived to the airport and we were electronically checking in, um, there was this guy who was like, kind of like helicoptering us, and he's like, "Oh, like you guys need help," and just kind of being really overbearing. And I was like, "No, we're good. Like we're okay. Thanks." 
And I think he got really snappy at that yeah. because he's like, these that, machines that, are taking over my job. Yeah. And so then he was like following us at every stage when we were going to the airport. So I think it all leads back to him. Conspiracy theory, but. Yeah. <laughs> and this was at Regina Airport? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he uh he just thinks he has way too much authority to uh yeah. to do yeah, things. Like um and there was literally yeah. like thirty people in the whole airport cool at that moment. Well, I was gonna say there's only a flight in, in and out of Regina every couple of days. So he probably yeah. just wanted something to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um Yeah, so, so we're, then we're in Australia. We get to Sydney. Yeah. yeah. And we stayed uh, at an Airbnb in Bondi Junction um, because when we set up our bank accounts, we're just like, well, what's a place that we know and that we're going to visit? So we're like, oh, Bondi. We'll go there. We'll go to the bank and we'll open up our bank accounts. And when we did our, like, opening up our bank accounts online, it was said that, like, your card, give it a week and your card for banking would be at that, at that specific branch, right? So we set it up like that. When we get there, that it's like, oh, blah, 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 you know, finalizing the account and everything like that. And like, oh, yeah, we'll send you your cards in a week or like two weeks. We're like, it was supposed to be here, right? That was the whole point of coming here. And then they're like, oh, blah, 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 maybe there might have been a mistake or something. And I'm like, okay, whatever. We were planning to stay with uh, a couple of Caitlin's friends. Um, that I had in Wollongong. Yeah. So then we're like. Which is like an hour south, I think. Yeah, an hour south of Sydney. So like, okay, whatever, we'll just get it sent to their address and then it's no biggie but it's not a big deal yeah for like two weeks uh, i'll just quickly interrupt for the canadian <coughs> listeners because they're probably thinking what has to get sent when you get a debit card in canada they literally take it out of the drawer and give it to you mm-hmm. yeah they actually so, like, they actually make one for you in with like your name with the, it has to be had your yeah. name imprinted you can't just take one of the of the cupboard Oh, and yeah. they do bloodless cash at ATMs, which is like... Which is really cool because you don't actually need the card amazing. to pull out money. You just get a code on your phone and then you send it to the ATM and then you can take out your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know that. That would be very handy in Corona times. Yeah. yeah. It's very futuristic. Um, um, what happened from there? But yeah, so those actually ended up taking a month to get to Wollongong. So you didn't really have any cash. So we yeah. had to pretty much had no money. Um, Hang on. Didn't this exact thing happen when you were in Belize? Something n- like this happened? No. Nah, didn't have money. That was completely Derek different. My my uh, card, I used my card on a bad ATM that tried to charge it 30 times within a minute. And <laughs> it got flagged for fraud and... <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. 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 So those okay. ended up taking a moment to get there which was just like a big pain yeah because during that time like our plan was to purchase a car a vehicle which we were going to do the whole camper van living out of you know the back of a van and everything like that uh but since we could do the cardless cash we didn't need the cards immediately like so we could buy a vehicle with cash yeah um or e-transport yeah so um, we ended up buying a van. We ended up buying a van. We ended up going back to Sydney at Manly Beach is where okay. we, we bought the van. Manly Beach? Um, Damn. Sounds like a place I yeah. belong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
then we ended up buying it um, and we transferred the paperwork. But since we were in New South Wales, which is one of the states in Australia, uh, and it was the, 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 WA. Yeah, the plates on the vehicle were WA. So we couldn't or just, Western Australia. Yeah, sorry. Western Australia. So we couldn't just walk into the motor vehicle office and be like, hey, we just bought this. Uh, we're going to transfer it and, you know, we'll, we'll do all that and transfer the ownership. We had to mail it to Western Australia, given that we're in Wollongong, Sydney area. Um, but we couldn't prove. We didn't have enough points of recognition. Yeah, points of identity to prove that it was actually us, right? Because we had our passports, but they require like a certain number of points, which includes like Your bank cards, card. you know, and all this other kind of stuff to An prove Australian who you are. Yeah, and we had none of those, right? So we really needed those bank cards. So what ended up? And you only have 14 days to transfer. Yeah, you only have 14 days. Yeah, so this all becomes a thing, right? So we end up buying the vehicle. We're like, okay, we'll try to find a way to prove it. These bank cards were supposed to come relatively soon within this time span. Um, that one ends up never happening. And four days after we bought the vehicle. We went on one camping trip and we loaded all of our camping gear in it because we were getting ready to start our adventure. Yeah, we were ready to, we were just about to get ready to go. We're prepping for it. Yeah. Four days later, it's gone. Stolen right from under us. And I thought what? the people we were staying with, I was like, oh, they moved it. Like, it's a joke. Yeah. And so I phoned them and I was like, oh, hey, um, Sam, have you seen the van? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, did you move it? And he's like, no. Why would I move it? And I was like, oh, my God. No. Yeah, and I phoned his girlfriend, Bree, and I was like, did you move it? And she's like, no. So... Poof. Yeah, so it, we were parked on a downhill, right? So we're like, okay, well, maybe it, it rolled. rolled. Maybe the e-brake failed or something, and it rolled down the hill. <laughs> but I'm like, there's a bunch of cars in front of it. Yeah. Um, So it, there's no way it possibly would have rolled that far without at least hitting something, right? Uh, but either way, we walked on the bottom of the hill to see if it's there. Nothing there. And then... And there was no broken glass. No broken glass or anything like that. So, so I like, thought it got towed. Because, like, in Vancouver, they tow vehicles left, right, and center. Right? Exactly. Not not as much of a thing in Australia, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I can understand yeah. that, yeah. So, so, and we were parked in, like, a two-hour parking lot spot thing. So I was like, okay, well, probably got towed then. So then I phoned the, like, four tow companies, and I was like, have you seen this van? And they are like, no. Yeah. Nope. And then, then we were like, well, guess it got stolen. Yeah. So then I cried. Yeah. So then we ended up going to the police station in Wollongong and filing a report. Yeah. Um, they literally could have cared less that the vehicle had been stolen. They actually tried to blame us. They were really mad at us. Yeah. Because it took us a couple hours to go to the police station because we were trying to start everything out and see all the possibilities. So it took a couple hours. Okay. And then we went there, and she's like, oh, well, why, did, why didn't you come it's as soon as it got stolen? And we're trying to explain it to her, and she's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Why would it take two hours? It's suspicious, and this and this and that. And pretty much I get into this, like, argument with this lady. I'm like, look, we're trying to report that this vehicle is stolen. Why would we steal our, like, report our own vehicle stolen? We literally just bought it. And then she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to ask the right questions. And it was this whole big thing. And pretty much, like, the... We were backpackers. It's just another van. They're like, whatever. We don't care. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're probably like, oh, these stupid fucking Canadians got their vans stolen. <laughs> like, yeah. as soon as they like, it, you said it had everything in like, do you mean literally everything, like your clothes or? No. no it had our, our camping gear because we were planning to like camp every now and then and do this and that. Yeah. The camping so, gear is the bulk of the stuff that was. It had about like $1,200 worth of camping gear that we brought from Canada. And then it just already had like a kitchen set up in the back yeah, of it. Yeah, like so a all solar like, panel and stuff. But yeah. anything that was already on the van and then plus our camping gear. So, yeah. Holy moly, what a start. So all of this Jesus. happened within, what, the first couple of weeks? Um, yeah, yeah it was within the, the first, first two weeks. First two weeks. Definitely. Yeah. So then it, we, it gets into this, like, all right, well, we've got to try to find another vehicle. Um, and then, like, eventually we did manage to find a vehicle because Caitlin has, an, has another, friend another friend named Caitlin. Named Caitlin that was living in Tasmania. Yeah. So she ended up finding a vehicle um, through her mechanic. Um, and she told us about it. So we're like, okay, well, we don't really know much about mechanics and things. At that point, we didn't really know much about engines. And at least I didn't. Um, so we're like, all right, we'll have to probably do that. But during this, we also ended up, we're like, we need money because we just pretty much lost a big chunk of the money that we were supposed to have. Uh, so we end up finding jobs in Coffin Bay, South Australia, which we thought were true good jobs. Mm-hmm. It did not end up being that. <laughs> right? okay, what, what led you to think that there were two jobs in the first place? Because they told us we'd be doing tours. that's what it said in the ad. Okay. So hang yeah. on. You've had all this incredible bad luck. Yeah. Think, okay, let's take a job in a Called, called Coffin Bay. I mean, that sounds yeah. like literally like a rock bottom place. Yeah. Well, I looked uh, at it and I was like, oh, it's a nice little seaside town. Yeah, it's like a little holiday, um, you know, getaway Airbnb type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was going to say something, but I don't remember. Oh, fun fact uh, it's named after Sir Isaac Coffin, which is one of the friends of Matthew Flinders person to circumnavigated Australia. One wow, damn, you sound like a tour guide. I'm surprised they didn't uh, give you a job as one. Yeah. You guys know more, you know more geography than, than Isaac. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Cool. So, after I think we flew away from Sydney in like yeah. October. Yeah, so from Wollongong we had to go to Sydney to go to the domestic airport. And then we get a, get a flight to Hobart. Um, and then we spend a few days there. We buy the vehicle. Um, Tasmania is also like a really beautiful place. It's just a shame that we did not get. Everyone needs to go. We, there. Yeah, it's a shame that we did not get more time there. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so we buy the vehicle. Uh, I think in like Brighton, so just kind of maybe about 20 minutes outside of Hobart. Uh, and we now have to get from essentially Hobart. To Coffin, Bay. to Coffin Bay, which is in South Australia. Which is... And if anybody knows their geography, Tasmania is not connected to the mainland yeah. and requires about, about a four-hour drive to get to the ferry terminal and then an 11-hour ferry ride to get to wow. Melbourne. Take the wow. overnight one. Take the overnight one. 
if you're going so to you do that, go <laughs> take the overnight one. Uh, how does it compare to the BC ferries? You know, if you're going from yeah. Swanson to Victoria, it's about eleven hours, right, um, between Swanson yeah. and Swartz Bay. Yeah, the, the loading of the vehicles is not nearly as efficient. Yeah, um, you know how we like just drive on and then drive off. Yeah, I had to like back up and like drive on, drive down a ramp, and then get to the parking spot and like. All that kind of stuff. It's real weird. Yeah, yeah BC Ferries knows. Well, uh, BC Ferries yeah, anticipates how dumb Canadians can be. <laughs> and the water is rough. It's like, from what I've heard, apparently it's one of the toughest bodies of water to cross. To cross, like, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the yeah. best strike. Yeah. yeah. How did your stomachs do, seasickness wise? Initially, it wasn't that bad, but eventually, when we did get bed we were like in these we were in separate cabins because they were separated by male female uh like but i was lying style. down and it was like i was just rocking i was like oh my god this is horrible and, but eventually i did fall asleep so that's my good was going back that was nice yeah. you didn't but, you didn't drink like eight tall boys the day before no. <laughs> like when we took the no. ferry no it wasn't that kind of night could have been though <laughs> anyways but, uh, yeah eventually we get to melbourne and, and then, then we drive off and then from melbourne we now have to drive to coffin bay which, which is, is 15 hours it's a 15 hour drive um given that we only had three days to get from sydney to hobart to coffin bay that's all we had Pretty to start your jobs yeah, yeah to start these jobs um yeah we, Skipped a lot of spots we, that we wanted to, like, but eventually we did kind of were able to backtrack. Uh, but yeah, eventually we do get to Coffin Bay mm-hmm. for these what we thought. Which, Oyster tour guide job. Oyster tour guide job. <laughs> it's not that, and then uh, pretty much. Oysters are so gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you know that? Like, I've if never I saw a an oyster tour guy, I'd have serious questions that, you know. I've never eaten true. an oyster. They're, they're considered, I mean, obviously, vegans have beliefs, which I will not like, force you to believe anything other than what you believe. But apparently oysters are vegan because they don't have a central nervous system. Yeah, central nervous system. Yeah, it depends. depends That's like an insect. Insects don't have nervous systems either. What does it? Insects. Oh. I don't think so. They just have like guts and an exoskeleton. Yeah. I don't know. But they were weird. So like when we first got there, we got to taste the oysters and they were okay because I guess when the water's colder, they're better. But then throughout the summer, the water warms up, and this lady whose job was to, like, shuck the oysters, so open them up and get them ready to be eaten, I went out and talked to her one morning, and she's like, don't eat the oysters during this time, because it's just like eating a giant pussy zit. And so after that, I was like, no. Yeah. If I ever thought they were okay, I just can't. That's a good way to sell them. Yeah, those never look. 
They've never looked appetizing to me. Nah. That's for sure. So you I guys were oyster to tour guides. How was that? Uh, it didn't happen. But they are an aphrodisiac. But yeah, okay, so... We'll get into that. Yeah, what was your job? So Wolf ate 20 right away? <laughs> <laughs> I did my best. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were supposed to... Uh, we were supposed to do tours. tours on the foot of pontoon that they had. Um, the bulk of the the business was like doing tours to people who were coming in and showing them oysters and teaching them how to open it, sipping wine and drinks, all in like the funny weather and everything like that. Telling them about the geography. Yeah, and history and things like that. We're like, okay, cool. Like, we could do that. Um, but first day that we were working, they were like, okay. Who wants to learn coffee and who wants to go in the back and learn food? And I was like, oh, maybe it's like a rotational thing. So like today one person learns coffee, tomorrow that person will learn food, and then we'll both learn the tours. Wrong. We were literally stuck to those positions <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. So Wolf made coffee yeah. and took orders and gave people cake. I was essentially a bartender, barista, cashier. And I made the food. Yeah. And they have some extremely questionable food practices. Like one time the power went out for eight hours and it's seafood. Um, And then it all kind of warmed up and then they served it all the next day. Oh my God. Ew. Ramsey would not be happy. Yeah, there were so yeah. many things where I was like, man, if Gordon Ramsay was here, yeah, a lot he of would the, shut this place down. A lot of the stuff was questionable. But yeah, when, when we, we got there, we were there with another couple. From Europe. From Europe, who we won't name, but... One was from Italy and one was from Belgium. Yeah. Where, I was just going to say, where did you find this job? Was it on like a date tour? It was on a Facebook, uh, uh, a Facebook group. Caitlin, like Caitlin found the job. Backpackers in Australia or something. Like What's that. the other one yeah. people like to use over there? Gumtree or something? Yeah. yeah. Gumtree, yeah. And Because I know that, you know, places take advantage of backpackers and things like that. But if you, yeah. I think it's illegal for you to advertise a job and then you turn up and it's a different position, right? That, that can't yeah. be legal. Yeah, that's, we learned that. Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of sad about it, but at the same time, we were like, well, this counts towards our farm days because they had an oyster lease attached to it, Yeah. which we didn't really have to do anything with. So I ended up getting my 88 days of farm work there. So that I technically am able to apply for a second year visa. But, but Wolf didn't. Lady, yeah. Because yeah. the lady that owned it was literal bananas. Yeah. She like <laughs> micromanaged everything to the fullest. So much so that her house was like, there was the restaurant side, you open the door and her house was on the other side of it. Yeah. So she lived within her restaurant. Yeah. With and her boyfriend, partner, her, I, don't I don't know, know what, what they were. It was kind of weird. They Probably are, also a, an, an illegal thing that would definitely be illegal in Canada. 
You can't yeah, live that I mean, close to your... Yeah. yeah, apparently we found out they were violating a whole bunch of different... Like, they weren't even licensed legis- to sell food or alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Good stuff. Legislation, legislation and laws and rules and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But for like, that's none of my business. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and with your luck, of course you got a job at this place. Out of all the places... Yeah. yeah. So she has this thing where she did not like men. She All the men that men. ended up working there, she hated. And they quit or she got rid of them. Yeah. So, um... You got gotten rid of. I got... eating all the oysters. I was... I was to the point where I'm like, yeah. I, I'm out. Like, I can't do this anymore. So we were supposed to be there from the middle of October to the middle of December. Yeah, it was supposed to be six weeks. And like, then... Okay, six weeks. Yeah, we're like, six weeks, that's fine, whatever. So then the last week of November, this random couple shows up. Oh, by the way, we're living in a shed, like a garage shed. Yeah. <laughs> like. But they told us that. Yeah, they, they told, told us. us. That, but we're like, okay, whatever, it's not that big of a yeah. deal. It was fine. Yeah. So we lived in this shed. So then this random couple shows up yeah. on our shed property, and I was like, Wolf and I were chilling in our car house. Yeah. Um, I think we were watching a movie or something. And there was another couple who we knew was coming with us. Yeah. And we were already, like, we were doing the job together. Yeah. They were inside. Actually, no, they were working. And then we randomly come up the driveway with some other people. We're like... I was like, oh, they're probably spending the night because they have a camper. Yeah, I thought it was just some other random backpackers or something or the people who, like, need a spot. To yeah, like, and I was like, oh, they must have made some friends at work. Like, this is kind of weird, but at least it's just one night, whatever. Yeah. And then we find out that they're working with us. <laughs> yeah, and nobody told us. Like, so, it was supposed to be just the two couples. Yeah. And then this couple wasn't supposed to show up. For another, until, like, like right before we left, I think. Yeah. And so then, yeah, they showed up, and then the girls started taking over Wolf's spot, so Wolf got pushed out, and the owner lady loved it because there were more females in the workplace, and then the guy, he started doing tours on the pontoon, and both Wolf and I were like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Whatever, it's fine. Um, Horniest motherfucker really- out there. Yeah, and they're Australian, and I was like, "Man, I feel like there's a lot of weird, shady stuff going on here." Yeah. So I'm happy that there's Australians here because they will see that there's weird, shady stuff going on, and they will tell us whether or not that's normal. And so then, like another, I think three weeks go by, and. Another, Another couple shows up, yeah. but we didn't know they were showing up as well. Yeah. And so then a few days after that, a third couple shows up. So now there's five couples. We're living in this shed. It has one kitchen, one toilet. shower, one toilet. And like Wolf got phased out. And then I was coming near the end of my time. And yeah. I was like, I need to go because... This place is making me go crazy. Yeah. So. I did find a. I I did manage to find a job, 
working yeah. on a boat for like a week. Oh yeah, that's true. Cleaning a boat and everything like that. Just to keep you sane. Yeah, which was really cool actually. But yeah, so eventually like I'm sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Right. And Caitlin's working like very very long hours. Yeah. Like every day, right? Like we got no days off ever. Yeah. I think we maybe got maybe like two or three days off in that six week time. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, and then eventually I'm just like, Caitlin, we have to go. Like, I'm sitting here doing nothing, and we have to leave. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't, you're not happy. There's too many people. This wasn't the deal. We have to leave. So eventually, we do manage to leave, and for some reason, it's we 48 degrees Celsius out, and we choose this day to leave Coffin Bay. Yeah. Start our trip again. We were gonna head west. We we're supposed to cross. To go the give board. Mikey's parents a hello. <laughs> a ride. <laughs> Hell yeah. So we start our journey that day. Um, we we're gonna cross the Malabar. We were drove. Or we drove you, four hours. We drove three or four hours. We stopped at this one stop. We saw some kind of cool rock formations uh, on the side of the road, so we stopped. And as we stopped, we hear bubbling coming from the engine. And it starts peeing out liquid. Yeah. Right? It was literally the day we left. So we're like, okay, we're 20 minutes out from the next town, which is Streaky Bay, um, which is maybe like two hours from the start of the Nullabar. Like, okay, like let's go there. We go to the mechanic. And he tells us that we blew a head gasket. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So now our stag vehicle that we bought within the last months right is it's now is now overheated and it it blew a head gasket right? and i just cried i was like i'm going home oh this is the second time i considered going home the yeah. first was after the van was stolen and now it's this time and i was yeah. like screw this i can't wow. i haven't seen any of my australian friends yeah everything bad keeps happening yeah. like i'm so done <laughs> So we spent a couple of days in Streaky Bay because we can't really leave, trying to figure out what to do. Um, and then we essentially come up with, we now have to go back to Coffin, to Coffin Bay. Bay. <laughs> the reason why we can't cross the Nullabore is because it's 12 hours of nothing, like no tow trucks, like no town, barely any gas stations. We're like, not comfortable yeah. crossing that and the temperature was probably going to hold around 45 to 50 degrees yeah for so the we're like few days we're like weeks i think actually yeah i'm just like if we attempt to cross this and we don't make it there's a good chance we're gonna die we're gonna die like, <laughs> like, to save us, right? lovely like, place australia get. sounds like and sunburned and yeah, we're running out of supplies and we'll run out of water before somebody can get to us. And if somebody does yeah. get to us, it's going to cost a fortune to get us to either side, whichever side's closer. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. fortunately, we now have to head back to Coffin Bay. Bay. And since the lady didn't like me, there was no job for me. Yeah. Right? But we were since she liked Caitlin. She loved me. Right? She would have adopted She's like, you can have your job back, Caitlin. Well, get out of fuck off, you know? Yeah. Like, so I'm like, all right, we'll go back. Um, but I told her, I was like, 
I will only come back and work like if Wolf can find something. Otherwise, we'll just have to move on. We'll have to move on, right? Find something else. So I did end up finding another job, which ended up being this place called Beach Beachcombers, which is like a roadside house. Which is a big thing in Australia, apparently. Yeah. It's like a roadhouse. Oh, a roadhouse. Road 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 yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You don't have to like visit a roadhouse. They're yeah. disgusting and filthy, but great. It's like a truck stop almost. Like a nice yeah. truck stop. Like ice. They got like convenience store aspects to it. They, they got have a diner aspect to it. They have drinks, anything. They have bars. Fish, fishing equipment. Like anything Gatorades you can that of. look like they came from outer space. They look radioactive. Yeah. So I ended up getting a job at this place. Um, and then it was like a three-week thing, right? He's like, I can maybe find you some shifts here and there for like three weeks. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, actually ended up having a lot of fun there. It was really, really cool. Um, he worked there until like the end of January. Yeah, but I, then I still had, unfortunately, I still had to sit around for a couple of weeks because Caitlin was like that close to finishing her farm work did. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I can hold out for a couple more weeks for for Caitlin to finish this. Eventually we managed to get the car fixed. We do like a whole bunch of stuff to it to get yeah. it going. But it was never the same after it. Like, we did open heart surgery on it basically. Yeah. We had to like change We had to lift out a bunch of stuff and change out injectors and put stuff in and realign things and yeah. When you're not a mechanic, it's very intense. So yeah. When you say we, you're actually meaning you guys actually did the work? Yeah. It was me, Wolf, and then a what? guy that we were living with who was, like, mechanically inclined, who was kind of just like, well, you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you should lift this out. Yeah. Well, awesome. so you got it up to at least running <laughs> and getting us around. So eventually we do leave. Coffin Bay. Bay, finally, for what was supposed to be six weeks, ended up being three months. Yeah. yeah. Living in Coffin Bay. Yeah, and it putting up a, a whole bunch of other kind of stuff that was also happening at that point in time, too. It's a very dramatic period of our very... life. It sounds like it. Yeah. Like that town is insane. There's swingers, <laughs> drunk driving accidents, drunken locals, and this town has like 700 people in tourists. it. Holiday homes, like sounds like sounds like more Australian town. If I'm gonna be honest, it sounds like <laughs> fucking Florida. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, like, all the stuff that we encountered in that in that span. Um, it was a lot to handle. Rough, and I think uh, from, the, from the time we got to Cop, like from to Australia and to Coffin Bay, like after the whole debacle, it was like four months. Yeah, like time flew by, and this is this is the summer, like. We were there during the summer. Yeah. And they do not have nice beaches in South Australia. Bay. Man, does not have nice I wish I had the foresight to ask you guys to uh, pick me up a postcard from Coffin Bay. <laughs> wish yeah. you were here. Yeah. I was going to, actually. But I never did. Yeah, we should have done more postcarding. Oh, well. Next time. <laughs> yeah. So then we leave Coffin Bay. And so the car is running good. And I was like, I have so yeah. much faith in this car. Let's go to Cooper PD. Because I saw it on this reality TV show called Instant Hotel. Great and show from Netflix. Highly yeah. recommend. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much um, 
So right, right before we left, actually, we went to a bushfire relief, uh, like auction, oh, a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I ended up bidding on this thing, which was like a two night retreat, uh, in like a private cabin and everything like that. So I paid for that. Uh, mm-hmm. then that was like maybe two hours away. Oh yeah. Something. So that was like the first test of the vehicle to see if it was still running. If and we could drive for two hours. Yeah. And then from there, we're like, Cooper PD, Uluru. Which, Let's do it. <laughs> which we're is, like, wow. And then like 10 hour drive. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Wow. So but the, once we leave Coffin Bay, it was actually, we had a pretty good run. Yeah. We, like, we had a month. We had like a month, mm-hmm. a good month of run of this is what we came here for. Yeah. And nothing going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys had some money banked, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I sure felt it. I did. I was the cash mommy. <laughs> yeah. I had not been working enough to save anything. I was like blowing money like it wasn't, like it didn't exist. I was like, Australian money? That's not real money. I'm just. <laughs> Good attitude. I spend it on whatever I want. Yeah. But yeah, like we, we ended up hitting a good stretch. Yeah. And then we go to Cooper P, which is if you ever go the to Australia. Best place in the world. It's in Australia. Super, it's up there. The it's really, really up there on the list of things to do. It's one of the most bizarre, bizarre, weird, unique towns I've ever been to in my life. Uh, Everything. How long did we stay there for? Uh, initially, we stayed there for two nights. Yeah, two nights. Okay. Yeah, so we stayed there for two nights. Uh, quick overview it's, on the city. It's just like... It's an opal mining town. It's an opal mining town. And since it's located like in the red center, essentially, it gets really hot. So everybody digs houses and their homes into just these big mounds of dirt. And pretty mm-hmm. much the entire town is underground. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's Another awesome. That opal is Australia's Open mining. You hang out with yeah. Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler while you were there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uncut Gems? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I know of the movie. I haven't uh, seen it yet. Yeah, anyways. I went straight in my head. I had no idea. All right. Okay. So moving on. At, I'm surprised. <laughs> so you're probably like five months in, four or five months in, and your highlight of Australia has been Cuba Haiti. I mean, yeah. that's that is really saying something about your trip so far, let me tell yeah. you. For anybody who wants a quick glimpse of it, Cooper PD is like uh, Mad Max has been filmed there and a whole bunch of different movies. So That's so dope. Like yeah. Um, you can also check out Instant Hotel. I think it's episode one, season two. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. If you want a bit more of a background on it. Check that out. We're not sponsored by the show or anything, but there's a free plug. Australia Tourism. But yeah, so after Cooper PD, I was like, well, we made it this far. We might as well go to Uluru yeah. slash Ayers Rock. And a sense we were relatively the closest you would be without having to redo like the six hours that we had already driven. Yeah. So we had another six or so to go. And seven. Yeah. So we go to Uluru. Been on Caitlin's bucket list for... A long time. I yeah. don't know. I saw a picture of it when I was little and I was like... <laughs> I have to go there. And I didn't want to leave Australia without doing that. I was like... I yeah. Yeah. 
So we went there. Yeah. And what did you think? Um, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I we think, walked around it. Yeah. We thought Oluru and the rock were really cool, but yeah. the resort, not that was, so much. Was it was like, you don't really care about the yeah. resort. So you would have arrived probably just after they banned people climbing it, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't even know was a thing, so I wasn't that bummed that we didn't get to do it. Yeah, it wasn't anything that we were looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. That was a couple of years ago, I think they banned people from climbing it. Sorry? That that was a couple of years ago, I think they banned people from climbing it. Uh, Oh. October 2019. When, When did they start calling it Uluru? And not Ayers Rock. Uh, probably a decade ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was, I was in high school. I think when that happened, it was probably more than 10 years ago. It was 18 years ago. People, um, really people are, struggle people with People are kind of touchy about that. It's really, I never, really I just call it both things because otherwise some people are like, sorry, what? Yeah. And then it just gets awkward. Yeah. And so. the whole debate happens when I feel. I don't know. I'm not from here. Yeah. So I just go with both. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The flies were absolutely insane. Yeah. In, in Australia, the flies don't just land on you. They want to crawl inside of your body. And it doesn't yeah. matter if you're alive. They yeah. want inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. How many did you swallow? Did you swallow a few? I think I ate probably. probably like two or three. Yeah, it was yeah. a few of them. Yeah. So. I've been to a few places where you're just like, oh, it's a given. You're going to you're gonna be strong. Some flies out here. They're everywhere. Yeah. We had yeah. to buy the fly, like the face the mask. The fly nest. The face mask. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. one of my favorite photos I think I saw of you guys. <laughs> yeah, it was really like... We're like, initially, we're like, oh, we don't want them because we're going to seem yeah. like and like, everything Oh, we're going to look like dorks. And then after, I think, two, three minutes of being outside, I was like, I yeah, really like, cannot do this anymore. <laughs> and yeah, then they so got into the car. We were trying to leave the windows unrolled so that they would all fly out. But no. Yeah. Australian flies are resilient. They are insane. Yeah. So then after Uluru, we drove all the way back down uh, towards you South Australia. You didn't go to Alice Springs? No, no, because we heard from a bunch of the locals that there were lots of campers that were getting broken into and a bunch of other stuff. And we were like, you know what? We're, we'll pass. we're not interested in stretching our bad luck. We have no problem finding it. It comes to <laughs> us. And so we're just going to make the choice to not tempt it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we went back to Cooper PD. We actually enjoyed it a lot more than we went twice. Yeah. We stayed for a few days. Uh, golfing. Yeah, we went golfing at a grassless golf, golf course. Hmm. So the whole course was just a big sand trap. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. They give you this little square piece of turf, and that's what you tee off of. So every do tee just you use that little piece of turf for every shot. Yeah, uh, you, I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Then we wanted to see a couple other things around it, but they had just gotten this big rainfall. We got was, like their year's worth of rain in one night. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that happened when you were there as well. Yeah. 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 So, so we missed out on a couple yeah. things, but. Yeah, then we pretty much ended up heading back down 
further south in South Australia and then did all the wine regions. Um, Clare Valley, Valley, the Barossa Valley. Also on Instant Hotel Season 1. Check it out. Yes, it is. Yes, (laughs) That's the reason I wanted to go there. Yeah, Wolf was like, we have to go. Yeah. So we went. Went to McLaren Vale, Derenberg Cube. But the Barossa was really cool because um, the boat that Wolf worked on in Coffin Bay, um, there was a guy that... It was part-owned by a former grape supplier in the Barossa Valley. Yeah. So he gave us, like, this private tour, and he showed us all of his land and the wineries that he sold grapes to, and we got, like, private tours. It was really, really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So he treated us well. So now we're wine connoisseurs. Very nice. Took advantage yeah. of some I of the really free samples. Yeah. Sparkling Shiraz, she didn't know was a thing. Everyone should try that. If you see a bottle, just get it. Will do. Next time I'm at the liquor store, uh, practicing my social distance, I'll uh, check out the Aussie section. Yeah. Yeah. Get some Um, Barossa Sparkling Shiraz, and then um, where after wine country? um, I was initially, the guy was, uh, he almost got me a job at uh, Rockford Wines, which is like one of the top wineries in that region, like as a picker, so I could complete my farm work. Uh, but it was also around this time that the legislation on like uh, doing bushfire relief would count as uh, a farm work day. Oh. So we were like two hours away from Tengu Island, uh, which was like and one of the worst. We wanted to go there anyway. Yeah, and we wanted to go there anyway. Uh, it was one of the hardest hit areas, if not the hardest hit area. Um, so pretty much we're just like, let's go, volunteer for Blazed, and let's bang out some farm days. Yeah. So Caitlin came along for fun, also because we shared the same vehicle, which also you, was you our house. You would have taken my house. I would have taken the house if she, <laughs> uh, if she didn't come along. Uh, and Kangaroo Island is really, really cool. Um, Initially, when you first get there, it's not that burnt out because most of the fires were localized on, like, the west and, like, Flinders Chase, which is their national park. Uh, and eventually, you kind of just cross this, like, imaginary line, and it's just, like, burnt out. Like, and then everything's yeah, burnt. Yeah, everything's black. It's just roadkill on the side of the road. It just smells like death and ash and everything. Wow. Like, even but, when we took shower, it smelled like um, charcoal. Yeah. Because they had gotten into the water system. And how how long uh, how long beforehand had the fire gone through before you got there? How long had it, had it been? I think it had it definitely had stopped. But it ended mid January, and we got there the last week of February. Yeah, so it had been about month, month and a half. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So pretty was much it, was it was it confronting to see? Were you kind of shocked at at how bad it was? Or yeah, I was like, oh. The, fire, you know, got burnt apart. And they, you know, people say how bad it's oh they got hit really, really hard. And it's one thing to say it, but it's also a completely different thing to actually go there and be like, Wow. Like mm-hmm. this place is destroyed. I, I think um I think I took a video, but I'm pretty sure I, I was just like, Wow, 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 holy <laughs> did yeah. you are you seeing this? Like I was just really like, Wow. Yeah. It is literally all gone. Yeah. And, like, you drive past some of the farms and you could see where their house was and it wasn't there anymore. 
or yeah. like yeah yeah so it's pretty well, yeah. and it looked like your uh, your main job was fencing rebuilding some some farm mm-hmm. fences. yeah which is actually a lot of it was a lot of fun like the whole volunteering aspect and just being there and doing that helping people and learning new skills was probably also another one of the highlights like it was mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame that it was under those circumstances but it was one of our big takeaways from being that's awesome I would always enjoy when you uploaded photos because part of my old job was to build the exact same style of fences that you guys were building. I can vouch for this. Mikey was always so excited. (laughs) Personally, I hated doing fencing. Um, I'd finish it and it would always be loose and just even the whole sucks and box braces I thought were a pain in the ass. But like yeah. So it was good. It was good that uh, you found something. Uh, yeah. Kind of enjoyed doing. Yeah. Yeah, and we met a good group of people there, and this is the first time that we actually felt like we were traveling, because uh, mm-hmm. there were people from all over the world there. Like there was people from the UK. There was people from all over Europe. Um, Canada. Canada. US. US um, different people from you know different areas of Australia, like lots of. People from uh, New Zealand were there, like a large variety so. of Asians too. Yeah, so we got to meet people, <laughs> and yeah, actually helped. It was tons of fun. And what were the other Canadians like that you met? Did you bond over? <laughs> that? Yeah. Man, the weirdest thing happened. I let okay. you go. Okay. <laughs> so, um, this camp has like a hundred people in it, and I was wearing this sweater that said. Yosemite I think or Yellowstone I forget what it is on there but then this guy was like oh are you from America and I was like no I'm from Canada and he's like oh hey there's another girl from Canada here where are you from and I was like oh I'm from Regina and he's like so is she and I was like no it's me like I'm from Regina I'm the girl from Regina there's like there's no one else here from there and he's like no she's over there and there's this other girl and so then I went over and I talked to her and I was like oh hey apparently you're from Regina it's also like six in the morning so it was a really awkward conversation and um we were just kind of like oh yeah yeah cool cool I'm gonna drink my cup of coffee now this was fun see you later yeah and then um on our flight back home she was actually she on was on the flight, flight. And she stayed at the same hotel that we were at the night before that flight. And wow. then she was on like our flight from Vancouver back to Regina too. And I was just mm-hmm. like, what wow. are you asking? So she's oh. in Regina right now. Do you have, once this COVID ship passes, do you have any plans of catching up, meeting up? Yeah. yeah. We're going to go for a beer. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Head, yeah. Hit the nightlife down in uh, downtown Regina, hey? Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. We'll to- <laughs> right before we left to go to Australia, we went out in Regina. I actually had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys should come. I visit. found two Latinos here. The only two Latinos I saw was that. Oh night. look at that! Well, you're the third. You're the third Latino the third. in Regina. <laughs> That's good. the limit, though. It says on the town sign. Yeah, yeah. only three. <laughs> no more. Yeah. 
But yeah, so that was cool. There was pretty much always like four Canadians at this camp because people are always coming and going. Yeah. yeah. So there's usually around Would you do the Canadian thing of uh, throwing a Canadian flag on your backpack to make sure that everybody thought you were American? Is that something you did? No, I've never done that because done so it. many people think that I'm American because of my accent. And so I think they just think I was an imposter. Yeah, and nobody mm. ever believes I'm Canadian because of the way I look. <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah. So I guess from the looks of it, Kangaroo Island was basically your last stop, right? I guess yeah. you were there when this COVID shit started to... Yeah, yeah. that's when it really started to get like... Pretty... Like things started pretty. escalating. So yeah. on our last day on Kangaroo Island, we were there for three weeks um the last day we were there the camp coordinator said that they were no longer accepting any new volunteers and that if you leave like you can't come back and mm-hmm. wolf and i were kind of like oh should we stay and then we we're like nah it's not that big of a deal we'll be fine so then we left so then we leave and then we went to the great ocean road we headed towards uh, sorry, the Great Southern Drive was first, as in the oh, Great yeah. Ocean Road. But the first time we actually had to stop and get groceries was probably that same day we left. Yeah. It was like Port Elliott or Victor Harbor or something like that. Yeah. Um, you go to the grocery store, it's empty. And There's you're nothing like, nothing on the shelves. Oh, coronavirus is a real thing. Yeah. Because before that, all of our food was provided to us from yeah. like by the camp. Yeah. And so you were just living in this little mm-hmm. isolation kind of bubble. Yeah. yeah. You didn't realize what was happening on the outside. Wow. Yeah. We are like, ha what yeah. do you mean there's no toilet paper? That's and hilarious. Like, immediately, as, as soon as like, that happened, we were like, oh. we made a huge mistake. Maybe we should have stayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah. that We ended up eating salad for three days. Which was fine. Nobody eats salad in Australia. There was Lettuce lots was of salad supplies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we started the Great Ocean Road. Yeah. Which is uh, super windy. So I got so nauseous. They're like, it's such a beautiful scenic drive. And I literally spent half of it yeah. with my hood over my face trying not to vomit. Yeah. So I actually don't really know what it looks like. Yeah, you know how people say the Sea to Sky Highway is rough? And oh, my and gosh. Like, the ocean road is worse. It's so windy. Yeah. It's like that first bit for, like, 200 kilometers. Yeah. yeah. You guys are really um, selling Australia this episode, I'll tell you. Hey, we're just, yeah. we're just telling our experience. <laughs> Other people, I'm sure, have had different yeah. experiences, which were much more positive. But even though it's windy, I would recommend doing the Great Ocean Road. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Check out the grotto stop. Oh, yeah. The grotto is really cool. Yeah. Do you think that all these, uh, you know, unfortunate things that happened to you, do you think it was a bit of a butterfly effect? We often think, oh, what if that guy at Regina Airport wasn't a dick to us and I hadn't dislocated my thumb? Do you think it would have set in motion a completely different course for you guys? I've actually thought about that. And I'm like, what if I never would have thought like, oh, a pandemic. We haven't had one of those in a while. Right. So you really think that you have some kind of, 
he had some kind of uh, just divine intervention. Oh, his I just, yeah. I, at, at some point, I just started to believe. Like I don't believe that, but as like as things started continually happening to us, like yeah. I'm just like maybe it's the world's way of telling us that we need to go home. Yeah. Like, now I felt like yeah. my my grandparents. So they've all passed away, and I was like maybe they're telling us like they're telling me that i need to go home right now but i just yeah. maybe it just wasn't your time to, to travel yeah. and mm-hmm. have other other opportunities so i'm guessing it was probably justin trudeau came out and said that all canadians should return home was was, was that the thing that no caused you no to come home or was it before that? my mom actually she laughed at that she's like that's so funny yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal at that point. We're and just she like, worked um, for the government. And we kind of thought it really more applies to people who are like on a business trip for like a week or people yeah. who are like on a two-week vacation. Or like had something planned to go away for a weekend or something. So we were like, oh, that doesn't really apply to us. And we were like, oh, well, it's, it's okay because like we just go and we stay at a campground. And we don't really come in contact with people or we're like in the middle of the forest where there's no cell service or anything. And so we were like, oh, well, we literally just talk to each other. And then we wash our hands after we go to the grocery store and we don't like we don't come in contact with anyone. So we thought we were going to be okay. But then they started shutting the national parks, the campgrounds, the state borders, the state borders. Um, and people were saying that Australia was going into lockdown and we were just like, uh, well, we can't go left. We can't go right. We can't go up and we can't go down. So we might as well just go home. Yeah. Which also became a big task in itself because everybody was like, time to go home. To get flights. And we had booked two oh. flights that both got canceled. Yeah. So I booked one flight <laughs> to come back on April 8th. And then I was reading Facebook groups and stuff like that and going online and researching. And they were saying that there were no flights leaving Australia after March 30th. So I was like, well, that flight is eight days too late. And so then I canceled that one. And then I was looking for one that left on March 30th and all I could find was $8,000 flights. And so I was like, well, guess uh, we're not going home then. And so then I told my mom, and then she hopped on um, Air Canada or something, and then she found our flight, which was, like, the last flight out of Australia with Air Canada um, until June 2nd, I think, is the next yeah. available flight. And that the, was, um, that was, like, that cost to 20, 23, yeah, 2300 bucks each. <sighs> so that, that yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. I went. I mean, I went through that period as well. I was like, maybe the best decision for me because it's you know, it's when something like that happens, it's scary when you're not in your own country and you don't yeah. have like, support around, and you're worried about like, medical shit and like yeah, the government, like what you will and what won't get. And I went through the same thing, and I started looking at flights. And, yeah, it was a fucking nightmare because you think there's flights available one day and then you read something that there's no more flights going. And now there's, as far as I know, there's no flights between Australia and Canada. So, yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be that way for a couple of months, probably. Um, yeah. So in my opinion, I think, you know, you definitely made the, the, the right 
people. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, I do want to go Probably wasn't fun, but like <laughs> when when you can get this all into perspective in a couple of years' time, it like even hearing it, it isn't. It, it's an entertaining story. I got to admit, from an outsider. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I think you'll hopefully view it as an entertaining story in a couple of years as well. Yeah, I'm starting to laugh about the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be the middle and then it'll be yeah. the end. Yeah, it's like, exactly. I, Wolf before going to Australia, or Wolf and Caitlin before going to Australia and then coming back from it are two totally different people. Yeah. I yeah. feel like yeah, maturity grew up so much more than we would have if we had it done. Yeah. A bit of adversity, you know, it's, uh, it can help your development. And, and as I said, to every, I've said this before, that I think everybody should spend some time living abroad because I think, or traveling for a long period of time because I think it really does change yeah. you for the better. Yeah. And I think it shows you that um, the unexpected will happen. Yeah. So don't find too much. <laughs> and just, mm-hmm. just yeah. take it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you when you understand that things are out of your control, then you just gotta let it go and yeah, as hard it. as it is. Yeah. Well, it feels like that now, but initially I felt like I had got robbed of something that like I had worked. I mean, so you hard literally to. did get robbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes a very good point. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a tough pill to swallow, to be honest. Also now because like I don't have my eighty eight days. Like, yeah. there's no like, oh yeah, you can get a second year, you can do it again, have better luck, mm-hmm. things like that. But I don't mind being here. I'm actually mm-hmm. happy. And I know it's, a lot of other people aren't enjoying quarantine or the situation, but I actually don't mind it. I'm sure you're uh, really loving happy. just living at, at ease with your general situation. Yeah. yeah. I feel like maybe because we had been through such a rough stretch that now it kind of like, oh, that's not so bad now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah give you a bit of time to relax and yeah. yeah. Don't have to fight anymore. Yeah. Are there yeah. any um? Yeah, I mean, well, you said it feels like something's been stolen away from you, but the silver lining is there's what 185 other countries that you can go and visit or travel in and things like that. Do you have any plans for once this shit is over to walk work towards any other trips? Um, I think I'm gonna go back to school. I've been looking into getting into trades. Um, because one thing that I wish I knew more of while traveling that would have helped us and saved us a lot of money is, you know... So you're going to become a mechanic? <laughs> yeah, maybe being a mechanic or, you know, uh, knowing how to fix things that are broken okay. regardless of like, yeah. being more handy. I think that's mm-hmm. something I... And even working at Blaze and building fences, I had a lot of fun doing it and working with my hands. So that's something I'm looking forward to. I feel like it's a chance to further my career and myself and my skills before continuing on and traveling at some point. Cool. Good plan. Cool. Oh, um, well, I have two ideas. One is an ultrasound tech. And then the second is a dental hygienist that works for orthodont and orthodontist because People that have braces, their teeth are nasty. Whereas regular dental hygienists have to deal with people that have rotting mouths, and I just can't do that. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes perfect sense. 
Yeah, I'm very good. So Honorable like career paths. New careers, save a little money, and then maybe do a bit of traveling a bit further down the road. Yeah. yeah. I, w- yeah. I want to go back to Australia because I have a friend down there who's having a baby in June, and I wanted to, like, I wanted to be there for her um, and, like, see the baby. I wanted to see her before she had the baby, too, but... Yeah. I mean, you can still you can still go for six months, right, and travel around for yeah. six months. This means you can't necessarily work there. Yeah, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back and I want to see the baby before it gets too old, because babies are only cute. Well, they're only babies for like a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. no, that's very very wise words. <laughs> the wisest, perhaps, <laughs> guys. Uh, thank you for sharing that fucking epic story. I mean, God, Yeah. I was thinking about you the entire time you were gone. Um, I was hearing snippets. This is, of course, like the most context I've heard any of this put in in a long stretch. And I'm so happy to kind of get this visual of the shit you guys were going through. But uh, you were definitely in my thoughts um, while, while all this was going on. And honestly, I think this is this is a cool way to like... If uh, uh, <laughs> a little uh, self-indulgent plug, if um, any of your friends are like, oh shit, you went through some shit in Australia, didn't you? You can just share this episode of the podcast with them and uh, be like, yeah, listen. Yeah, it's so much easier than being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can be like, oh, if you want to hear about obsolete stories, tune into episode 11. And then if you want to hear about Australia, it's actually, uh, episode 35. It's actually episode eight. <laughs> by the way, when I, when I looked at the date. Yeah. But, um, anyways, we have no emails. Um, and I think this is a good, good point to wrap things up. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to get a little light. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Why not? Well, thanks yeah. for listening to living a broadcast guys. Um, we've been happy to have Wolf and Caitlin back. Is there anything you guys want to say? Hi mom. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I, um, cool. Oh, oh, everyone, wash your hands. Wash your hands. And don't lick door handles. Stay home. Don't lick them. Drink some bleach. It might be good for you. Um, anyways. Shove sunlight up your ass. Yeah. All right. I've cut a... <laughs> never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting on a fluorescent bulb right now. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's been Living a Broadcast, everyone. If you want to find us, our Instagram is at Living a Broadcast. And that email we all know and love is livingabroadcast at gmail.com. For this week, I've been Eric. And I've been Mikey. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye now. <laughs>